live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. That can't be real. It's not. Uh, the series says it's 42 in Green Bay. Where'd you pull that temperature? Uh, well, my uh, Google temps appear to be incorrect. It's impossible. It's on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> and it's always right. 11 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Probably we'll spend a little bit of time complaining about the Bucks later, but a lot of other <laughs> stuff to get to. And in my philosophy, always when we were over on TV and we were talking about our morning newscasts, right? And it was a big Packers loss or whatever. My philosophy always was, yeah, got to be on record with it. Got to, you know, play the coach's bite and hear mm-hmm, a little bit yep, from Giannis. Yep. But... Don't spend your whole newscast on it. Don't spend your whole morning on it because we're all in a bad mood already. And what difference anyway does it make? You said before, like, if you care, the heat play in the... Nope, I don't. <laughs> don't. Done, <No>. out, over. <laughs> <laughs> our uh, our post-game programming, by the way, the game started so late last night. Post-game programming ended at 3 a.m. Yeah, producer Tommy was in here. I'm like, what are you doing yeah, here? Yeah, was here like, when we got We just in. got off the air. <laughs> like, why? He goes, people kept calling. Yeah. <laughs> It was like Kramer with the bus Fired stops. Up about it. You kept making all the stops. Well, people kept ringing the bell. <laughs> so they just stayed on and mm-hmm. took all the calls. So not much more to add to that. I do want to play a little bit of Giannis a little bit later because he was asked about whether or not the, the season was a failure. And he gave an emotional and actually somewhat inspirational response. So we'll spend a little bit of time on that. But I do want to start with Tucker Carlson, whom we haven't really talked about yet this morning. There's new information on why he is out at Fox News and so it should be a little bit frightening for all of us because it goes into apparently his text messages, private text messages. And I know we can all say like, well, I don't say inappropriate things or I don't do it. Would you want someone trolling through your text messages? And if the answer is no, then maybe you ought to readjust. A series of redacted messages discovered just days before the Dominion trial. Remember this? We had the, the settlement there with Dominion. Uh, They were about to go to trial. There was a delay to start that trial. Then they announced the settlement for, what, nearly a billion, $800 million, something like that. And we had seen some of the Carlson texts. Where he was ripping management, where he was ripping Trump, uh, and I think uh, ripping some of the producers or whatnot. Well, private messages, according to the New York Times and the Wall Street Journal, private messages and legal filings reportedly include crude and offensive remarks from Tucker Carlson that, coupled with embarrassing behind-the-scenes revelations included with Dominion's case against the company, prompted Fox leadership to take action immediately. So were these things that Fox hadn't seen yet? Or at least had, if they had... Had processed, maybe? Or didn't realize would be made public, perhaps? Or at least eventually public, perhaps? So they got spooked by some of this. Or just saw it as a a reason to get rid of a guy that they didn't personally like, even though he was professionally very successful for them. The settlement does not necessarily mean that these documents will remain off limits. Um, There are some, let's see here, the New York Times, the Associated Press, others also challenging the redactions of some of these uh, messages that are out there. Um, They wanted to use these messages in their questioning of Carlson if the trial would have gone down. Now, Reminder, there are still other lawsuits pending, so at some point, this stuff may come to light anyway. 
Now, I've seen some video of Carlson. It appears he made some remarks or offered some commentary. Oh, yeah. Is that on this specifically, or was he just talking about think, why he left I think Fox he was just how just that all talking. happened. You want to hear a little bit? Yeah. Okay. When honest people say what's true calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink, and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. A little bit more. The other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Well, I'll agree with that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Just about everything you see on TV, silly debates on different issues that we seem to put attention toward that really don't move the country or the state or the city forward. The stuff we're fighting for oh, in our God. state houses and all our legislatures time. and all the time and our school boards Let's and waste our city our time halls. On this thing, this stupid, silly, tiny little item, instead of actually moving, yeah, the school, the state, the municipality, the country forward. So these were described as private messages, and I just wonder, like. Did they come off his phone? Were they texts? Do we know the source now, of those quote-unquote private messages? Now, oftentimes, on this has happened before. Even In fact, this happened in Shorewood not too long ago where they had issues where there were what teachers or administrators who were using their DMs right. um, but were potentially using DMs and DMing each other with some controversial language or whatnot, but it was on a device that was a school property device. So there are reasons why some of this stuff can come to light. Uh, in this case, I'm not sure if those details are quite out there yet. Um, but obviously, I mean... Sure, sure. It, obviously, it, if you have a work phone or you're doing a work direct message system right. or work email, your bosses, your managers increasingly are looking at that. In fact, we just had the story not too long ago about how they're installing more sort of... Uh, spyware is the wrong word, but their companies are installing more ability, if you will, for them to watch you from afar since yes. you're not in the office. Because of productivity paranoia. Yes. So I mean, best believe if you're working on a company device, obviously other people have access to that. I just wonder like, okay, if your company is getting sued, can police subpoena your phone? Can they take that away from you and pull your personal messages off? Mm. So like, let's, you know, Let's say we end up getting sued. Can they get your phone and my phone and get all our text messages between each other? Boy, that'd be some great text back and forth. <laughs> right. Sorry, folks. It'd be largely boring. Yeah. What do you su- think? 620 or 650? When should this guest be on? A series be- and a series of gifts and other things. <laughs> yeah. Some jackass. There is some, some jackassery there. Some memes, probably. Yep. But outside of that, no. It's why I tell my kids. And sometimes we we need a reminder ourselves. I definitely tell my kids, don't text it, don't write it, don't put anything in electronic form that you wouldn't be okay with the world seeing at some point. Easier said than done, though, because then yet we still we know this, yet we still go out and text something stupid or say, you know. But anything that you're suggesting isn't remotely close to what they may have fired him for. You know what I mean? This could be some pretty... Pretty nasty stuff. Yeah, Pretty I mean, mean. If yes, it was beyond mean. If the company decided that it was time to go, we're, we're immediately going to fire you. Then yeah, I would assume like, we don't know yet. It'll come to light at some point, but it had to have been pretty tragic, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I guess. Although, see, I I also go back to 
the earlier point that I made, it could be also that Fox didn't want to deal with him anymore, as profitable as he was for right. the company. Right, wasn't it? Yeah, and so they sure needed an out. Yeah. So it might not be that bad. Multiple things. Right, but it could just be like, all right, well, we'll you we'll use this as the out, so we don't have to answer the harder questions of now nah, we whacked him because we just don't like him anymore, <laughs> and that's not the direction that we want to go. Because I definitely think there's a there's a there there of in what form will Fox News still exist a year from now as this guy who was a primary draw, and and there's that that what do we call it a trickle down effect right you have a guy that draws people to his hour you're also drawing people in large numbers to Fox to News to the brand who, right, right who will stay there who associate you with that brand so that's why a guy like that is so important it goes well beyond the hour that he hosted and what ability will Fox not not only just because he's not there, but because the part the departure here is not amicable. Well, are those fans who are fans of Carlson going to rebel against Fox? Will they go elsewhere? Will they go to one one uh, what is it? One American News, okay. or yeah. will they go to Newsmax or some of these others? And then you know, does that long term damage Fox? I, I don't know the answer to that question yet in terms of their ratings. You got to kind of let that play out, but. That would be my concern if I were Fox. This also could dictate a little bit about what his future plans would be. You know, there is that presidential thing still being thrown out there a little bit. A little late to the game, but people still talking like, oh, maybe Tucker Carlson will consider pulling a Trump and running for the office. You know, what else is interesting is why some people can make a comeback and some people can't. So President Trump is beloved by, what, some 30% of the GOP, right? Sure. He's got about about a third of that, like diehard Trump people. Okay, yeah. but you know, for for a number of others who did vote for him in the past, we've heard from them on the station. Nope, never again. Can't do it. But he still is able to make a comeback post everything that happened. Right? Other sports figures, newscasters, people who've been ousted have been able to make a comeback. Heck, we just had Morgan Wallen in town. Mm-hmm. This guy was basically canceled for dropping an N bomb on a video. And then he somehow is uncanceled now. Sold out two, two nights shows. at American Family Field. Not ah, two nights sold out in a stadium, not Shank Hall. So that guy came right back. So who gets to come back and who doesn't? Matt Lauer still hadn't seen him. Where's Billy Bush? Right, Billy Bush never came back. And he didn't really do anything other than just be kind of a sni- sniveling. <laughs> that was his reaction. Yeah. But right, where's is, does Matt Lauer ever come back? No. Where is he? New Zealand? Doesn't he have a place like? I have no idea. Treat him. He's your hero, not mine. <laughs> He's not my. <laughs> no, that's not fair. He's not my hero. I just liked him, and I met him a couple times. So that makes you feel more connected. I get it. Right. <laughs> Don't. I'm not taking it anywhere else. <laughs> I'm not telling any jokes about any of that. No, but just well, how come some people get to come back and some people don't? Like, what is it? That's a good question. I don't. I don't know if there's one specific answer to that question. So I think he's fine. If people like you, they'll basically forgive anything. I yeah, seen that I, over and over and over I, again. If I, they just basically like you and they like what you do and the product you put out, they'll be fine with it. They'll get I, over it. I think you're right, um, but I, I do think there are some embarrassing moments to come still at play. Yeah, it won't the, be an easy few weeks. For the network and for him. 823 on Wisconsin's Morning News.
827 on Wisconsin's Morning News. A couple of interesting texts on that. I wish we had time for it, but we got to move on because a number of things I want to get to. The multiple takeaways from the much-previewed pothole summit that did, in fact, occur at Milwaukee City Hall. Yeah, you recall we were talking about this yesterday morning. The city's Public Works Committee advertised it in a news release because they wanted you to know that your aldermen and women... We're going to get to the bottom of that and point fingers and shout at those guys from DPW who won't fix your roads. For the 15th year in a row. Yeah. Hold that hearing. In fact, at one point, was it was it Kreschke who said it? Like, oh, we're like we told you last year. Like, <laughs> yeah, there was a moment. At this hearing. <laughs> right. There was a little bit of, you know, these guys that get paraded out there, they know, they know the game and they all know each other as well. I wonder if even when you're chair of the committee, like Bob Bauman, who's been around City Hall for a long time. you got to know these guys who are city workers. And you're the ones sending over the memo that we're going to have you come and, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, testify. they got to see each other in the hall once in a while. I'm like, hey, Bob, you know, <laughs> come do we on, have man. to? Like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, listen, listen, I got just come in here and grovel a little bit, you know. Give us a couple of apologies, <laughs> and, we'll, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pound the table a little bit. And there you know, is just give, no, give them the show. There is no indication that that happens. Give them the show they want, you know. And you just do your thing. We all have a role to play here, but it kind of is, you know, right? Yeah, it they is know an act the answers to a certain extent. You're right. So, primary takeaway, though, number one, Public Works Commissioner Jarrell Krunschke did say, "Yeah, we're sorry." We do owe you and your constituents an apology. There were outstanding requests as old as March 27th that we should have gotten to. And he said that was uh, in particular to a National Avenue complaints. Apparently there were a lot of complaints about one stretch of road. And he's like, yeah, we did get that earlier. Our system didn't kick it out. You know, we didn't get. So in that particular instance, he's like, yep. We did drop the ball on that one. But either way, I mean, we've had significant. I mean, they were showing numbers. The potholes this year compared to last year. Way worse. More of them, more complaints, and they're not getting to them. So you want the explanations or no? Yes. You do? You want to know why they're yes, not getting to them? Explanations, they're, they're not Slash excuses. excuse. <laughs> Depends on which side you're on. All right. So if you're DPW, they're explanations. If they were the alderman, you were excuses. But okay. either way, uh, here's one reason they're not getting to the potholes. All my electrical services, you know, labor is off to fill potholes. Then your streetlights don't get put on. So it's a balance. Take the between. sanitation guy. Put them on overtime. They've been putting sanitation guys on street plows and, and everything So our else. sanitation guys. <laughs> Wait a minute. I already put the. T- I got the already one guy on this. Around. Right. So you heard Alderman Bob Bauman there. He's chair of the committee. One of the other other aldermen chiming in and DPW saying, "Look, okay, sure. I'll take everybody off who's doing electrical stuff, and we'll we'll put them right on potholes. Then you need to call up and <laughs> almost use the B word. Can I say it? Go ahead. You can say whatever you no, want. No, it rhymes with which. You know, call up and complain that, hey, I'm getting all these calls about my streetlights don't work. Well, that's because all those guys, they don't have enough guys or women and, or whoever. Yeah, the like, they don't have enough working, workers. Oftentimes working overtime, too. Okay, so that's one excuse slash explanation. Why else? We had a lot of snowstorms that occurred on a Thursday or Friday. Things were not thawed yet by Saturday for us to actually fill the potholes. And then Monday, Tuesday, over and over again, it warmed up, which causes more potholes. Mm, I don't know. So what he's saying is our freeze thaw was really bad this year, so that created more potholes. On top of that, okay, why don't we have guys work over? Why don't we have guys work Saturday? Well, a lot of Saturdays this year, it had snowed Friday, and we had snow. Yep. And he's like, we and can't, can't do that. Yep. And we have temperature issues in terms of when they can make the asphalt and when they can heat that stuff up. And if you try to do what they call the hot patch, 
When it's too cold, it just freezes and it pops back out, and that's mm-hmm. not helping anybody. So weather was definitely an issue, an excuse slash explanation. But this one was my favorite. So we have many, many more potholes because we had 20 to 25 years historically that we did not invest much at all in our local paving program at the city level. Oh, yeah? You're going you're to trot me out here and point your finger at me? How come you guys aren't filling the pot? Well, maybe if you would have paved the roads sometime in the last quarter century, I, can't, I wouldn't have this many potholes. I, I bet this happens all the time. <laughs> Locally, statewide, across the country, nationally, there are guys getting yelled at, lawmakers or aldermen or council members, whomever, complaining about something that they... May have had a part in. That's right. You <laughs> guys didn't ago. fill those power. Yeah. You didn't give us any yeah. money to pave the roads. How do you expect us to? Right. So a little back and forth there. I don't know. Krushke did say at the end, look, we appreciate this as a priority. We know folks' cars are getting damaged. We want to do this work. We have a plan. And we will fill each and every last one of those potholes. Mm, I don't know. Coming up next, going to talk about some emotional and I think inspirational comments from Giannis Antetokounmpo in the wake of the Bucks' loss, and also on the exact opposite end of the spectrum, a very smug Aaron Rodgers and his <laughs> cheeky grin there. Yeah, great. Went and cut his hair for his nice New York press conference. Yeah, very New York smug now. Yeah, he's all that. And uh, apparently, if you want to talk to Aaron Rodgers, don't call him when he's at his home. <laughs> you have to FaceTime him, and that's why this yeah. all broke. No that's cell service. Why. That's why nobody could reach you. <laughs> Give me a break. What do you want first, Rogers or Giannis? Rogers first. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then clean it up with Giannis. So Aaron Rodgers has his introductory news conference out there in New York. One funny takeaway is. <laughs> He was asked about, and in fairness to Rodgers, like, I just got here. I'm looking ahead to tomorrow and to this season, and they're asking him about, well, how long are you going to play? I mean, yeah, right. so in fairness to Rodgers, like, really, guys, we're on next year? It's today. Can we just do today first and maybe? But that said, I mean, they gave up quite a bit for the yes. guy. How, how long we got you? So they're already on QB Watch 2024, where he says, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing next year. So you guys enjoy that out there. He did take the occasion, did Rodgers, to, and I suppose he was asked about the back and forth between the Packers and whether or not he was contacted. And yet, yeah, yeah. Brewers general manager, or Packers general manager Brian Gutekunst having said, Well, I, could, I couldn't reach my quarterback. We wanted to have some of these conversations about what Aaron's future was, what we were thinking. Mm-hmm. Because so, Aaron said he felt blindsided. He came out from the darkness and things had changed and he didn't know. And Gutekunst has been saying, like, we tried to reach our guy and, like, he was not reachable. The only downside is I have very limited cell service. So if you want to get a hold of me, I have to see your face. You got to FaceTime me. So the only response to, to the communication thing is there's, you know, records in your phone about who called you, when, FaceTime. And there wasn't any specific FaceTimes from any of those numbers that I was looking at. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, so. <laughs> Come on, dude. I mean, and also, too, like he, he just like the immunized versus vaccinated thing. Like there's there's records that you can look at on your phone. He didn't say they never called me. He just said there's records you can look at on your phone. Well, yes, there are. And what might they show? <laughs> you know, like so he 
he plays these nuanced it's games silly. with these words, and I'm not. You know, I am not an Aaron Rodgers hater or any of those things. Just, I don't wish him ill will, but that come on, man. Like Debbie said, eye roll. I'm just like here we go, atomic and, eye roll. Yes. Right. And Goody took the the high high road, which was like I'm not. We're past that now. I'm not going back on who called who or who Facetimed who or whatever. So, <laughs> but he but he snapped him a lot of times. <laughs> he Snapchatted him. <laughs> right. Sent him funny texts. Right. <laughs> So that's Aaron Rodgers in New York. Look, says he's going to practice today. I tagged him in all today. the TikToks that I posted. Says he's going to practice today. Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I, I didn't hear it in context, but he did say that he'd be there tomorrow, meaning today. Meaning today. Yeah. Does tomorrow count? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. I'll be in there tomorrow. So there you go. He's still in New York. Looking all that, suave. Right. Want to establish a rapport with these new receivers of mine? Yes. Which you could have done last year with the new receivers of yours, but you weren't interested in that. But all right. Well, anyway, good luck, New York. He's yours now. <laughs> Don't have to talk about him again until he comes to Lambeau Field for a pregame game. It's preseason game, pre-season right? Game, so yeah. we're I, we're not he's, we're not going to see him play. Who knows? What if he didn't that make would the trip? Be awesome. It'd be awesome if he made the trip and played. Could he like the first time in years he plays in the preseason? Yeah. That he be decides great? That'd be to a, play. That'd in be Green a great Bay. troll, though. I'd appreciate that. I would appreciate it. Or put him out there for one thing to take a knee or something like that, just to stick it to him. I would appreciate that as well from New York. So right. go ahead. Your problem now. So Giannis, so the Bucks uh, come to an abrupt end of their season last night, fall in five games. I still don't know how they lost that game last night, but they did. Uh, to the Heat. So the Heat move on. And after the game, Eric Name of The Athletic, who, who you hear on the radio here from time to time, he's a friend of the station, he's on Wisconsin's Afternoon News talking about the Bucks quite a bit, pretty really good reporter, asked Giannis if this season was a failure since they got knocked out Fair question. so early. Yeah. And Giannis, interesting response to it. Do you view this season as a failure? You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay. Uh, do, you get, do you get the promotion every year? On your job. No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, right? Which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never... No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to make it personal. So there's always steps to it. Got a little check swing there I think he was going to get into. So if you've never, whatever, and he didn't want to do that, and that was wise, because what he was saying was so interesting. And I appreciate the question, and I think as fans, we say, Buck season was a failure. As fans, we say that, but we're looking at it two-dimensionally. What are we in it for? We're in it for the emotion, for the fun, for the playoff ride, Mm -hmm. for the trip, and all of these things. We don't get that now. We were in it for the parade. We want another parade. We want another trophy to walk around with. And take pictures with. And not only did we not get that, we didn't even get close. <laughs> no. We didn't even get close in this series, no. much less advanced. I mean, got log rolled this series. 4-1 and two late fourth quarter collapses in order to seal the deal. So a lot to complain about. But to Giannis's point, for him, is it a failure? This, ca- this cat is not three-dimensional. He's four-dimensional. He's, there's so much going on in this guy's universe. That, no, I, I appreciate where he comes from on that. No, it's not a failure. I advanced my career and my brand. I had a personally good season. I built relationships with teammates. I've been a great citizen in Milwaukee. We all went on this 82-game ride. 
No. E- even though we got potholed in we the first did. round <laughs> of the playoffs. And I got hurt and I had to be on the sideline there with a guy jackhammer in my back. <laughs> You see some of that? Like I his back that. was so hurt that dude is out there with like that blow dryer looking thing that I had one of those. Yeah, That's they were fantastic. Work. Fantastic little massage device. He's over there by the bench getting his back worked on. I mean, so we got everything out of this guy. And also these folks who operate on that plane of mentality where they're really in control of their emotions and they can visualize and do all those things as great athletes, like they just see the world a little bit differently. And so I know he's looking at that through the through that sort of lens. What else did I learn? How else can I grow from this moving forward? So no, for him, failure. I think for Bucks fans, we look at it differently. Mm-hmm. And then what happens next year? Uh oh, we have Lots a new management group in. I mean, Edens is still in, but the Lazaris are out. They they took they took theirs and ran. Now they're sponsoring pickleball or something like that. Did you read about ah, that? You see new investments. So they gone. We got new guy coming in as part of the ownership group. So how much money are they willing to spend? What else are they willing to do? Who else are they willing to put around Giannis and what the future holds? But not so sure, but don't like how it ended. 847 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Fifty-one on Wisconsin's morning news. Why not? It was karaoke night at the White House. <laughs> I thought we had a state dinner. So there was a state dinner at the White House. So then, what's with the music and the singing? Well, so I think you think state dinners are always like dun 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 dun, like very like high class China and stuff like that. But no, yeah, I think they have some of that. But oftentimes, like celebrities are invited to the VIPs from across the country, across the industries are oftentimes invited to these state dinners. It isn't just like this. So it might actually be a good time? Well, I would go in a heartbeat. (laughs) I was invited to a state dinner. Are you kidding me? Oh, of course, yeah. Well, anyway, this happened last night. A long time ago. So who is this? Don McLean? (laughs) It is not. This is the president of South Korea. Yoon Suk Yeol is singing Don McLean, American Pie. And doing quite well, I would imagine. Right, not just kind of singing it. Biden's doing the point at him like, you see this guy? This guy. How about this guy here? Look, let's sing. One more step. So the song is eight minutes long. <laughs> Did he do the whole thing? <laughs> he sings the whole. No, I'm kidding. He, he wraps it up right here. Wow. The music. See, I would have appreciated if he went into the yeah. chorus there. What was next going. on the set list? <laughs> yeah. He actually went on and sang seven more songs. And then he sang then, Nine Inch Nails, which I was surprised at. <laughs> and then said, like, hey, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> yeah. You guys have been great. And then yeah, people just more. kept cheering. And then he came back out and he did three more songs. So they had some other artists, some musicians play and sing, even some from South Korea. And at the end of this one... So there that, was entertainment yes, scheduled entertainment, on the yeah. night. Yeah, okay, so he came out. But like they knew that this might happen because they actually had a guitar that they gave him from Don McLean that was signed. 
So the singer of American well, that Pie works out. could not make the night. I don't know what you got going on, <laughs> that you can't make a state dinner when invited, but he couldn't be there. So instead he signed an autographed guitar and had it sent to him, which I don't know. I thought that was pretty cool. Absolutely. Super cool. And it, how, about, how about the performance? So overseas, we're going to have another formality, right? Yes. So what is happening I'm, with, with y'all King? I know how much you care about this stuff. A lot. Yes, the coronation. So the this coron- is sneaking up on us because, yeah. you know, when, when the queen died, we said, well, in the future, Eventually there will be the coronation, right? right? He's yeah. the king. Mm-hmm. Charles is the king. But, you know, so they we'll need get to, to have it. an event, right? Yeah. I do feel like the world is kind of over this stuff. Over the monarchy? Yeah, I think so, right? Don't you kind of get that feeling that everyone's like, meh? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, and he's never been the most likable figure in the royal right, family. Yeah, it's kind of a goober. Like, we're at the coronation of William. That'll Different be a story, deal, right? I think so. Well, so the coronation is next Saturday, so a week from this Saturday. Set it on your calendar. Set your VCRs. It's an early one. 5 a.m. Central Time is when it'll begin. They'll participate in a processional from Buckingham Palace in the Diamond Jubilee State Coach. Then they go to the church at the Abbey, and the service is conducted by the Archbishop of Canterbury. So it's a big, big okay. thing. There's a recognition. It's at the start of the service. King a what? Charles. A recognition? Recognition. Or a recognition, then. Mm-hmm. Then there's the what? oath. Have of the oath, mm-hmm. an anointing where he removes his ceremonial robe and sits in the coronation chair, and then he's uh, anointed with holy oil. The coronation chair, <laughs> it's <laughs> kind of like the Game of Thrones chair. Right this way, Majesty. Now you'll take the throne, the coronation chair. Just a big yes. Kohler pot. What? <laughs> uh, the inve- <laughs> what else? <laughs> the investiture. King Charles will be presented with two scepters and an orb. That's that sweet. It represents, sweet. Yeah, there's that. And then there's the crowning. So after being presented with all these items, like the, the spiritual roles of these scepters and whatnot, the archbishop places the crown, St. Edward's crown, on King Charles's head. Then everything gets going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Start dancing. Well, there's a big party, right? There has to be a... There's women in jester costumes <laughs> dancing. What? Pardon the suggestion, Your Majesty, but might, might we modernize the coronation a bit to appeal to the youngers? Right. Different ideas about the monarchy, perhaps it would attract some younger supporters. <laughs> like what? What would you suggest? Right, what, how about some dancing? You Known to dance around, about? About the palace? What kind of dance? Dance for the children. How about a break dance? Some worms? Right. I see you warm a little Multiple bit. Multiple worms? Get ye down on the floor and worm. Should we have dancers like in and also special, dancers, your, if, 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 special costumes? Your Majesty, bear with me now, if, if I may, if I may suggest. <laughs> but perhaps we could have other dancers, and they would join you. They could dance about the what chair. Would they be what was the in? chair called again? Oh, the uh, coronation. <laughs> the coronation. They could dance about the coronation chair, or perhaps they could come up from within. They come out of the chair. Yeah, shoot out in cannons or something. <laughs> <laughs> Your Highness, if I may, <laughs> if you won't suggest. 8.56 on Wisconsin's Morning News. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2 Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station.
Nine o'clock on Wisconsin's Morning News. What time is the State Shared Revenue thing again? Four o'clock news conference? This afternoon, downtown. I think it's four or four thirty. Four or four thirty, okay. Time frame. So we talked a lot about the program uh, on the issue of the funding mechanism for counties across the state. The state shared revenue that we have where the state kicks money back to the counties. And Milwaukee has been claiming for years and years and years that the system is broken. And there appears to be at least some ground that might be moving in the Republican-led legislature. So uh, State Assembly Speaker Robin Voss has a news conference set for 4.30 this afternoon here in Milwaukee. We expect news on that. We'll watch for it through the day. Steve Scafidi is next on WTMJ.